Sten, welcome back to the show. Thank you. How are you doing today? Wonderful as usual. Nice. So today, I believe we should, for the first time, probably two months, shift topic from the world of financial independence to a world in which we can seek more knowledge independence, or maybe a better word or explanation would be knowledge interdependence. And what do I mean by that? Let's just postulate for now that up until this episode, I've included a link in each description, each um, show notes, so to speak. And it is a link by our very own Dr. Stenemo about his knowledge project. And without further ado, could you explain a little bit on what's containing in this link for those who haven't discovered it yet? Yeah, so the project is not necessarily limited, but in a current shape, it's a focus on an anti-flashcard deck that is essentially summarizing some some important information that is not easy to learn by just following a Wikipedia article and trying to remember it by just having read it once. But information that requires more focused learning method like a flashcard app. Okay, so in essence, like a summarizing feature of uh, everything that is all around in a very curated and condensed form for, I guess it's more about mental models, so it could be very significant facts too. Yes, exactly. So it's uh, a broad area of knowledge that is important enough that should memorize it. It's not enough to know that you can look up on Wikipedia how to communicate better so that you're understood, but it's better to actually know it by heart so that when you talk with someone, you know how to communicate with their way of communicating. Okay, what determines the importance of card? And what I'm really trying to ask is, are you the sole judge of um, what knowledge is deemed as important to fit in the deck, considering it's uh, your deck? Yes, all the things that are in are important topics that you can find multiple self-help books. You could say that there are possibly 10,000 important things that you should know that are covered in hundreds of thousands of self-help that all essentially summarize the same 10,000 topics. And of those 10,000 topics with Pareto principle, there are a few topics that are so important that they are mentioned most. So you can see the same thing if you list podcasts about how to communicate that you will get same 10 things mentioned in all podcasts. In my current version, mostly focused on what I deem important enough and where you can find good risk, for example, good YouTube videos summarizing important book where these topics are brought up. Okay, so I guess that you're operating in a sense kind of like I do, that you take a broad uh, a broad array of various self-help, self-help or best um, seller advice that it is out there, take the best, best, very large uh, absorption compared and uh, probably together with uh, modern research. And then you pretty much use all of your intellectual consumption, as my wife call it to uh, distill down what's been the real essence, so to speak. Yes, exactly. So it's really a case of a broad set of things that I find that I think most people who are interested in topic will not already know. For example, most people have heard of and possibly even know what an AE is. So that's the machine that you use when someone has uh, a heart attack where your heart stops. So you need to do a defibrillation of the heart. So most people will know how to do in essence when someone has their heart stop or stop breathing. But most people also have forgotten exactly how so the details have been forgotten so then it's good to have some rehearsing this knowledge for every person but for most people finding a youtube video with good instructions of how to do it exactly and then to actually remember to look at this video every year so they don't forget it is basically impossible in today's educational system so for knowing your cpr it's actually quite hard to rehearse and a flashcard that summarizes how to do each step and how to know what step you should do next is, is a good example of an idea 
helt where an anti flash editor then a wikipedia article or a podcast or a youtube video. because if you forget it you want to rehearse it again the next day and if you know it by heart you don't want to see it again the next you might not even see it five years because you know this by heart okay so in other words there is this kind of uh, pure distillation and curation that we probably have missed in a lot of educational instances have you seen that there is a you call it a gap or demand for these kinds of projects that you currently embarked upon yes i myself find that this big shot this kind of education so there are some places where you have this kind of uh, website test your knowledge and if you know it by heart quite easy to see that and if you don't know it by heart then it's more motivating stay using this specific website and for especially for knowing all the world countries for example or learning every flag then there are quite websites because that's such an easy area where it's easy to know what level of expertise you have but when it comes to wisdom like essential knowledge like important knowledge that you should know by heart but few people know like cpr or knowing how can you tell if someone is drowning that's something that few people learn and the few people who learn how to tell if someone is drowning they forget it within a year because they don't rehearse and that's something that quite hard learn if you never practice it and it's quite hard to find good material to practice in such a way that you will retain it so it is some kind of a possible uh, instructions manual you can pretty much grab on command or does it require more um, rehearsal considering the nature of wine so for someone who's familiar with studying flashcards where it's essentially a question on one side and the answer on the other it's very straightforward to do and then it's just a case of how well do you know if you're a subject that study okay so the whole premise of the wisdom project is uh, in the fact that you should pick up some kind of a flashcard habit if i'm not mistaken so for all listeners that probably haven't been avid flashcard users myself included what would you say are for people who are interested um, what would you say are the easiest and first steps for someone that could implement this habit or behavior change because how do you advise people to basically get in the routine of checking the wisdom project have you thought about this before? atomic habits for example mentions challenge of adding a new habit and one way of adding a habit is to do habit stack and habit stacking essentially that you do some things every day and that's a good way of prompting you to do some new things same time as those so for example if you brush your teeth every morning it's easy to add the routine of also doing something just for or just after and then every time you brush your teeth you will be reminded that oh yes i should be doing this as well okay so what is the ideal habit stacking routine for this wisdom project well or if we can take you as an example how often do you uh, review the project and how often do you um, advise people to do it as well and how um, how should anyone go about it for people like me that are pleased who like to check off that today i have done this and this and this it's nice to have a to-do list where you can have in your to-do list every day uh, do five minutes of uh, studying flash and then every time you check your to-do list you have these teens that are quite simple to do but and also don't take that much time but feel the satisfaction of complete one more thing to do so if you're that kind of person then it's a quite easy to have a to-do list where you just add i have on my to-do example to water my plant every three days and that's a good example of how you could go about doing it if you're that kind of person another thing would be that you do it as part of your morning routine which is mostly the way i do that when i have my first cough morning i also down and before even uh, doing anything else spend a few minutes uh, studying flashcards so before checking your mail you could do one flashcard that kind of routine yeah this reminds me of my strategies coping stuff that happening so to speak either by plans time shootings kind of generalistics and morning routines and i guess you can call it habit stacking as well so when you're checking do you check via computer or phone or tablet or vr headset or how does it look like in practice i'm mostly using an android phone for and which is mostly because i like that interface more than the web face or the computing okay and this one is uh, free for um, google yes. play users because when i check 
that the app store it seems like for some reason I don't know why maybe you can explain it uh, Anki costs um, quite a lot of money if you want to compare it to other kinds of app stores so could you elaborate on why it's case and why iOS you still um, justify the investment so the person who developed the computer also spent quite some time developing it on uh, iOS uh, and since iOS essentially is so used to having a cost involved and Anki being the best the developer thought that was a good way of funding the project the entire Anki platform essentially financed from those sales on iOS okay that's interesting why iOS and not uh, uh, Google Play um, as well is there a reason yeah. why the they want to the short answer is person who's developing it on uh, Android is doing it as a free service where you uh, encourage to donate to keep the service so it's under development and uh, there's a Patreon code portal that that person has economic uh, capacity to keep developing it on Android so it's essentially the two classic ways of iOS and Android develop one being open source port another one being uh, closed source pay, uh, to act, pay to have access okay that's um, I actually never heard of services that use the iOS interface to basically fund the entire thing because I guess that most open source are more in the donation camp rather than in pay to get access camp okay that's uh, that's interesting to no one I guess that they're probably doing it for quite a while and maybe there is some iOS users that are generous enough to uh, yeah get some benefits as well as uh, paying for some minor some I mean it's a one one time cost anyway so for dedicated Anki users it shouldn't be any problem so um, my question would then be like what can the, the uninitiated listener get for benefit by doing this uh, regular habit visiting of uh, the wisdom project what have you seen been the main driver and tangible benefit uh, have in mind motivate themselves to begin to do it I think to get a broader perspective of what knowledge they could learn that they haven't really been before. so most people have heard of CPR and I would say that many people have even been fully instructed on how to do it but there are other tops that are more in the psychological philosophical range that while being important they require some time dedication and it's hard to find good sources for learning that unless you're already reading a lot of personal development or uh, similar material so depending on your interest focus on cognitive bias uh, topics uh, that essentially are hard to grasp without way of rehearsing the specific detail while learning okay so I guess what the listener can uh, expect is some kind of broad understanding and in a more distilled form to uh, use either in specific circumstances as a CPR example and also for um, basically directing what they consider for life without being blinded by ignorance if you want to basically take a eastern term yeah okay because one thing that I know that uh, Anki is um, quite it's very characteristic of Anki is the fact that um, especially for language that there is these phrases that you need to like nail correctly and if I understand your wisdom project too there are many um, repeating cards with a repeating message but there is like one word one phrase or maybe multiple phrases depending on uh, what context it is that are initially hidden that you have to guess before um, revealing what it is is that something that you have a good reason for to basically repeat the card but having multiple uh, parts of the message hidden to basically encourage people to um, remember the whole thing uh, verbatim yeah so it's actually quite uh, well studied how we learn best and remember so one thing that shown that few people have implemented is that by testing your knowledge for your learning you actually retain the information better by just testing your knowledge the mind is primed to create new neural connections where memories retain much 
much more than if you just hear it past. Okay, so I guess that it's quite important to know the verbatim step by step. But other than that, uh, what are the main reasons for not uh, like getting away with general idea and general gist? I mean, is it really that important for instance, like quantitative biases to accurately recite what the definition is, or uh, could someone basically okay, I, I know what it is, so maybe I'm not as good uh, at expressing it as flashcard uh, indicate, but maybe good enough? Or do you say that you should be able to accurately uh, cite what it says? So I think it really depends on your goal of the learning session. So for some things, for example, if you want to remember all count, but you're fine with not knowing the spelling, and then you, oh yeah, Swiss. It's something, I don't exactly know the spelling, but ah, Switzerland, for example. And then you say, ah, oh, it's uh, Switzerland. And you think, oh yeah, it's enough. I could recognize it. Then you might be happy with saying that, oh yeah, I know this. But if you're someone who's planning to visit, then you might actually have spelling of the country you visit. Okay, that's actually <laughs> a very good uh, explanation to basically tailor for each user depend how how their intentions are so uh, i like that uh, i like that a lot so um, moving on what would you say the definitions between wisdom knowledge and information is because i guess they are quite relevant to pretty much get the gist of what wisdom is in that context and how the cards can help with that could you ask the question again so what is your definition of wisdom considering that it is the wisdom project and what is the difference between just normal knowledge and uh, information what do you consider wisdom to be exactly so i've thought a lot about naming the project either important for nation project or a general knowledge project and i thought that those terms while being more specific are not quite what i'm striving uh, i'm striving towards giving just not just information but information that can implement to act in a different way so that will be why i'm deciding uh, specify it as wisdom as an important knowledge that actually make a meaningful impact how you interact okay because there is uh, this blog called Farnham Street and Knowledge Project as well that also tries to um, um, pretty successful at that um, distills knowledge to more like easy to grasp like blog articles and podcasts stuff like that would you say that you are at the moment although it's not necessarily compared to that but you have found your own niche within the Anki space yes I would say there are a few projects that are quite similar in that they want spread important knowledge that are not easily grasped in a book so I think another good example Gapmine that has a homepage that is essentially using the same good things that flashcards bring but they're doing it on a website so that you don't have the limitations of needing to have a specific app installed on your phone or having to download a computer program just to do this specific material but of course then you have other pros and cons with doing it all on a website where you would have to have access to internet whenever to practice and for some people that will be better and for people who already use Anchor having a deck that you're familiar with and having the ability to edit each card so that if you want to add some information or you think that this question is not for me it's very easy for you to remove the card or edit the card so for some people having a website where you can study map uh, the world map for example would be better than having Anki flashcard deck for that and for wisdom I think many people read too little and they also take too little notes while reading and for people who want to read more it's also good to complement that with learning from other sources and actually reading summary and flashcard is a good way of doing that without having to spend so much time creating cards. Hey, so um, the curious question would be like how uh, how you came up with this uh, own uh, like project because um, could you like briefly tell like the history of basically from going with the initial idea to having these iterations that you have now well how did you end up with this uh, uh, pursuit so to speak was that something that you found yourself very useful and decided to share to others yes essentially that's how it started i was learning quite a lot 
and looking into different ways of going about memorizing and flashcards are probably the best way of doing it and there are many pros using a digital card app and Anki happens to be the best one at the moment for being able to easily edit your own cards and it happens to be quite easy to share your own card and the main reason so few people do it is because it takes quite a lot of time to make good card and most cards you generate will be personalized for your learning so you might be learning something that you think maybe one percent of the world should know and then you shouldn't really uh, add just one card uh, in an almost empty deck from other people's downloads so i thought that since i'm creating quite a few cards that i think are interesting for many people i figured i might as well share this as a separate deck with the most important knowledge that i think other people find meaning now yeah that's pretty much how i ended up with uh, the podcast that you are listening right now so uh, i totally uh, can <laughs> agree and resonates a lot with the process of meaningful and impactful so um how do you maintain the whole project uh, right now i mean is do you have a defined process for inputting new cards having some established routines for uh, creating uh, newer iterations for instance like version one versus two version three uh, etc do you have this uh, either rigorous or very spontaneous uh, way of developing the project further so at the moment, it's uh, not really focused on having a clear end but it's rather a continuous process of when i learn new information that i already don't uh, that i think is interesting enough for many people then i will create a card and spend some time finding a good source as a ref and if i cannot find a good source i will not publish in the wisdom project but rather keep in my private until i can find a good source so trying to be quite stringent so that i don't have any poor cards that are incorrect but rather having few well-referenced cards that many people find meaningful so could you say that this practice is some kind of a refined note-taking or second brain in which you basically save and distill the most uh, important uh, things you come across in order to share it to the public in some kind of collective second brain if one tries to be more uh, what can you say glamorous about it yeah i think shared ankydex are essentially a good example second brain where it's more distilled than a book and it's more personalized than a book and it's also quite easy to modify for your own use okay but do you know take um otherwise so you are you basically operating with anki at a second or third window that available at all times how does uh, your note-taking process currently look like so that anki is complement to multiple systems but for things that are important enough that i want to know it 10 years then anki is primary okay cool um what are your current um aspirations in the future if you have have one of course uh, it's not necessary i probably argued before my blog but uh, do you have any some kind of sense of when where it's going right now do you have any um, aspirations of to make it something bigger or is it fine as it is at the moment could you tell us a bit i find as it is in that it's a limited project that anyone could master a few hours of studying those flashcards and i think it would be fine if it stayed as it is and just kept developing in a slow pace i have been thinking of spending more time on it developing faster and that's something that i might end up doing in the coming months or the coming year but it's not something that's uh, necessary for it to be a good project i think already now most people could find something useful from me find in the references uh, a good source for learning more about that topic okay cool so if we direct back the attention to the current race with project um what could you say are the main topic and i can maybe start by saying that many of the cards are concerning with like cognitive biases and some medical procedures that are important to remember in case the unusual happens but are there any more um, topics that you would say that the wisdom project currently excelling on i think depending where you are in life you have heard most of the things that are mentioned in 
communication, for example, how to be a communicate. And there's also a few things that m- many people will have heard the basics of stoicism and basics of how science actually knows how to improve your mood, how to have a more enjoyable life. But few people actually have a reminder of how change their behavior, change their thinking. So in order to be able to enjoy it more. So there are quite a few cards in those areas. Okay, nice. Because one idea that we can pretty much uh, have is as an enjoyment for the upcoming episodes is to basically dissect many of the cards which we can talk about and around like ideas, some kind of a missing chapter or some compliment you think that would be a good way to spend the time. Like a really good idea. Nice. But before we get ahead of ourselves, that's uh, after all, some will be next, not this. But I think that it's good to draw some correlations or similarities or other kinds of admiration, very, you could say, uh, <laughs> rational utopist. I don't know if that's a word, but anyway, I believe Anki is some kind of like open source knowledge compared to many other open source projects, for instance, like Gapminder or Wikipedia and stuff like that. Could you comment a little, a little bit on like, the importance of it and how it might change the world and basically everyone should be partaking in this? So I think that unless you tried it, it's really hard to see the pros and cons and you will actually have to spend a few days just getting used to it. But in my case, having used it for several years, I find that helps me quite a lot. Okay. Because it's quite, I would say it's very advantageous, something that we have taken for granted ever since like the last decade. But knowledge is pretty much accessible to everyone that has uh, an internet connection of some sort. I mean, I guess both of us agree that it's quite uh, astonishing and uh, very uh, well needed um, part of uh, our modern society and human development. Could you comment a little bit on how um, we should best utilize it, probably in this day and age of disinformation how we can go back to the source of uh, new knowledge i think it really depends on what specific area we talk but for learning new there are so many ways that's really a case of finding a way that you join but also finding a good way to rehearse the knowledge and i think i think that's the thing that most people have a hard time doing this okay so because i can agree with the fact that um, it's one thing that the knowledge system one thing to take in it and a third thing to actually digest it so i guess that where your wisdom project is coming in is the digestion part encourage people to have a more proactive way pretty much uh, incorporate out there to their own advancing various ways of direction and repetition yeah as some kind of a last question i would basically consider things like, uh, like wikipedia summaries or all, all that stuff i guess that in order to truly get what we can call efficient way of proceeding knowledge one should first and uh, now the answer can be very self-serving that's pretty much the point but i guess that you agree that um, one should use the wisdom process project together with summaries around internet before one should go deeper in the areas and topics one finds interesting to basically have this workflow of, okay i'm using the wisdom project to get the general gist but if i want to go advanced route i can do that too but i'm pretty much trying it in a lean way in order to avoid waste yes i think good summary cool so um i look forward to more dissections of anything distilled worth uh, mentioning and regurgitating and until then i want to thank you for partaking in this episode thank you Thank you.